Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Hello, friends. A tradition, unlike any other. Are you not, uh, yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? You know what I'm saying. It's the Masters. Yes. That's what it's he says. That's the, the thing masters. he says. That's what he says. Oh, my God. This, uh, we had so much fun. Yeah, we had so much fun last year. And, God, if... I don't know how we underrate this time of year. Like, maybe we talked about this last year, but how do we not pump up this time of year? Literally, it's the championship game tonight. We got the Masters. The hockey playoffs are about to start. And like baseball is getting excited, Mexicans baseball is getting kind of exciting. <laughs> my God, there's there's like a lot going on right now. It is it's kind of a wild time of year, but oh my God, this is for the casual golf fan. This is it. This is the one. This is the one you need to be betting on. And well, I mean, we'll bet on all the majors and probably some other stuff too. But uh, this is this is fun. Oh, it's it's even best, more fun when we crush the props like last year. Oh, it's the best. Uh, I, I I would say the Masters holds probably a pretty clear first place standalone. My favorite, like single like sporting event that we get annually. Um, I guess I like like I don't know. I like the Olympics a lot. We only get that every four years, though. I like the World Cup a lot. We only get that every four years. We get the Masters every year, and it is absolutely kind of the um, this the symbol of spring. Right, I mean, like this is springtime. It's it's uh, it's spring is popping first all Robin. over the country. But first robins, you got you got uh, you got <laughs> absolutely spectacular conditions every year down there. The course is like it's like looking at like um, you know it's like looking at uh, uh, if you're if, if you if you happen to own a business that was like lawn care, this is like you know this is like a uh, lawn care porn uh, for four days looking at the uh, it's uh, like looking at it's like a damn painting. <laughs> Did my TV yeah. get better? Yeah. Let's yeah. introduce our guest. Let's see what heaven looks like. Honestly, like yeah. Let's introduce our guest. It might just be uh, heaven. I don't we're, know. We're welcoming back. Is this heaven? Uh, no, this is Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Different sport. Well, today we welcome back a uh, great friend of the pod. Uh, and, you know, we stepped our game up. Last year, Andy and I did this by ourselves. Uh, we obviously aren't golf handicappers. <laughs> This year, we have reached out not only to the greatest golf handicapper posting on Twitter, in my opinion, good friend of ours, and a guy who is uh, he's doing his own golf podcast now. So if you like what you hear and you want even more detail and even more uh, insight into this tournament and to every tournament week in, week out, check out our guest, JD, host of okay. For Profit. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Welcome back. Hey, it's good to be back. It's good to be back on a... Uh, critically acclaimed podcast by the way uh, i've never been on one before uh it's, not, it's very nice i feel very special i appreciate the that. critics the critics love us man yeah man so in between we we talked to you last year about process of golf handicapping around the u.s open uh oh, yeah. and uh i feel like at that point you went on a tear where you went you hit like what seven of the next nine outrights and you just absolutely yeah. tore it up last year on the handicapping and and uh, really kind of solidified yourself as an important voice in the space, in my opinion. How's, how's the last year been, and, and what's going on with you nowadays? You know, so, I mean, it, it, last year was awesome. Uh, this year, not so much. Definitely hitting some regression. 
we uh, I was able to grab 20 or excuse me uh, 12 outright winners within 26 tournaments and uh, we talked at the master or excuse me we talked at the U.S. Open where we had Kepka come through um, just obviously destroying the field it ended up being a great season you know and I spent the the swing season trying to redefine how I approach the other markets so the head-to-heads the first round leaders the top 20s thinking the outrights were locked right well Luckily, those markets have been good to me this year, but the outrights not so much. So, I'm um, looking to to get back uh, get back going on some on some outrights. But ultimately, you know, uh, it's been a profitable season so far without those, which is nice. So, once those come, I think uh, it's going to be a nice little snowball effect. And I hope it starts with the Masters, the best tournament of the year. Well, I dare, I dare, the U.S. facing books to start paying out each way. Uh, and take James <laughs> action because I I feel like you've hit a ton of uh they're terrified. Yeah. they've seen what he can do <laughs> yeah they, they've they're... seen what he yeah they've seen what he can almost do <laughs> <laughs> there's been a a lot of yeah, if, you, yeah, if, you're, if you're not in on the joke yeah he's he's yeah. had like, every week he's had a guy and I it's mean, not like you're sitting there yeah. you know pissing away money your 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 matchups are doing great three ball everything but yeah the outrights yeah. is just always a bridesmaid this oh, year which that means i mean it means Andy. you're doing something right you're damn close it's so Andy like, has you, not you put six outrights out and missed the cut. Oh no, I've I'm very much as someone who you know who nailed last year's Masters. I will be I'll be leading the way this year. When you're 100, percent you you can talk, right? That's right. That's a good point. Um, very so for those for those who are new to your process, James, uh, can you give us yep. a little bit of a snapshot in terms of what you find is kind of you know, your core? tenants what are your pillars principles uh, your yeah, no principles of, of handicapping golf you know and and, and I, I like to always start when i explain this to say like i'm not a numbers guy like i don't uh, you gave me an excel sheet and I, I can like do simple stuff but i'm by no means a computer engineer like a lot of guys you have on i don't i don't have the expertise that you do by that matter with all your models you know andy palm over here with his with his nca model i don't think i can actually do that myself what i was lucky enough to find was a website that helped me with that and so the basis of what I do is comes from a model I've created on fantasynational.com. And that gives me a ranking in the, in the strokes game statistics that I need to basically start my assumptions. It just starts there, though. It's not where, you know, I, I, uh, uh, I'm not a slave to the model, so to speak. And I think that's really important because in golf especially, there's, a, there's a lot of a hum, more of a human element to it, in my opinion, which is why I love it because I watch a lot of it. So I think that gives oh, me an advantage yes. over pure stats guys, you know. So, sure. you know, when, when you're looking at basketball, I mean, there's so much statistics and it's, it's a very natural sport. Baseball, you got a 95 mile an hour ball coming at you. You're just reacting. You're not thinking so much, right? Sure. So you're coming down, especially a major, you know, you, you're talking about Master Sunday and you have all the pressure in the world on you. And it, I don't, it's very difficult to, for me to logically think that that doesn't come into play. And so while my model, well, my handicapping starts with a model. I absolutely have that human element that I, and that's just a subjective opinion. It's not anything that I can look to or, or necessarily back with statistics. I just feel like there's some guys who are good in that situation. There's some guys who aren't. And when it comes to picking winners, that's how I go about it. Now, head to heads, you know, that, that has been a big change over the last year and how I go about looking at those. I'm looking for guys who are just very consistently up at the top, but ultimately in terms of picking winners, it's kind of a big you know, there's a, there's a, a mix of, of, of ways I go about it, but it starts with a model and it ends with just my subjective opinion from watching a ton of golf over the years. 
a lot of good nuggets in there. And for anyone who is kind of on the fringes of uh, trying to utilize a model, uh, I feel like your experience and what you what you kind of worked your way into is kind of the ideal place. Like you yeah. want to have a resource where you have some kind of you know some you know not basis right you, yeah not you're not pulling it out of thin air like you're using strokes game like talk about yeah. game, game like there's <laughs> real stats there's a, yeah there's real stats there's a ton of people who aren't using you know a calibrated uh, kind of centered data set to inform their opinion making about this sort of stuff and you are and you were using it in a way that's repeatable you're using it in a way that you don't actually have to do a ton of the freaking maintenance and work yourself you're mm -hmm. just kind of this is a good resource that's based on data that i know is sound and this is how i'm going to use it now going forward in my handicap that is a perfect exactly. handshake marriage in my opinion of kind of you know, making the most out of, you know, what you have in terms of handicap tools uh, and combining it with uh, kind of your knowledge and know-how, which is a lot of, a lot of us, that's going to be the distinct, you know, what distinguishes you from the market. Um, so when sure. you get into any yeah. given. And, yeah, and that, that fantasy national too. I mean, and by no way, shape or means are we getting paid by them. Yes, I guess. It'd be hard to get sponsorship for the for the one podcast year we yeah. go into golf, but no, it, but, I mean, it, it is it is a good website. Seven dollars a month, like it's seven dollars a week. Yeah, no, you know, uh, unless you're a ten dollars better, things, like, like, you're yeah, making yeah. that money. <laughs> yeah, you know, like yeah. if you're gonna bet NFL, you need to get a. You, you should have your. You should be paying. There's everything. If you're serious about some some of these handicapping. You know some of these sports there are things that are worth money like the pff you should be getting that for football ken palm is cheap for basketball the you know fantasy national like you know you said it's it's like what seven bucks a month these are yeah, there's you don't have to drop a ton of money but if you're serious about some of these things like there's some websites behind paywalls that are definitely worth it and uh, i haven't I'm, I'm a recent addition to the fantasy national family being a member now and I'm just tooling around with it lightly. I haven't got into my cards a lot for the there. weekend yet, but it is, there's a ton there. I mean, it, the the functionality is pretty amazing. You can do a lot. I obviously haven't figured out how to do any of it yet, but I'm getting it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about let's talk about how you do it. And I specifically want to ask you, uh, JD, do you start with the course? Is the is it a matter of breaking no. down the course, or is it a matter of breaking no. down the players and form? What, what's what's the starting point? You know, and so I think this that's a great question, and I think a lot of handicappers deal with that question in different man, different manners. So you can come to the same result, you know, using different ways, or you can come to completely different results. And so I, I play a lot of golf personally. I'm not like a great golfer, but I'm a decent enough golfer to know, and I play competitive golf, and. I talked to enough people who play competitive golf to know that, you know, there are certain times when you're just striking it really well. And there are certain times you're just a little lost out there. And for me, my biggest thing is I want guys who, who are in good form, like current form. And I have a, a way that I figured out on fantasy national. It's a little more elaborate than taking the last 50 rounds. And that's my current form guy. But current form to me is the most number one thing. It's the most important. I want guys who are hitting the ball good. <laughs> and I think that's pretty simple because you can take your game, pick up your good game, and drop it on almost any golf course. And as long as you, and if you have a good game, you're going to be competitive, right? If you're The opposite around, is true also. What, what do you mean? Like, I was just thinking about how I usually golf. You can take <laughs> okay. a bad game. It doesn't matter. No, no, no. But it doesn't matter what course you That was my point. 
that would yeah, be no, my next point. If you're yeah, if you're sure. hitting it shitty and you want to and you're going to hit it shitty, you know, it doesn't matter where you go. If you're hitting it shitty, you're not going to just. I, I don't. And we're going to get into this, and it's going to be a, a great conversation with Jordan Speed. But I just don't understand how you go to a golf course and, and you're hitting it shitty and all of a sudden you hit it good. Like it just yeah, doesn't make right. it like because the grass is greener. Like what the fuck? This doesn't make any sense. So for me, like I want a guy who who is just playing good golf, right? Okay. And that's the beginning. Yes. The second part of that is what you're saying is the stats that fit the certain golf courses, right? Certain courses require certain things. Certain need, certain times you need to be long off the piece. Certain times you need to be accurate with approach shots. Whatever it may be, and there, this stuff, and this information is widely available from plenty of DFS guys and guys who just do this. I don't, I'm, I'm not making it up. I just go read it and then I apply it to the model. <laughs> so right, that makes that's total the, sense. That's the, yep. Yeah, and that's the stat portion portion of it. And then there's always a variable, whether it's wind, whether it's you know, the, the, uh, and then how much course history is another great one. So I basically break it up into three categories: Perfect. current form, course stats, and course history. And then there's always like I, I a little like bit left for a variable. I like it. So let's start with current form then. Uh, is it more okay. important to you to have a guy who is striking the ball well, putting well, and just all around playing well at all levels of golf? Or do you, you know, do you, because I mean, you know, there's obviously guys go through phases where they have high confidence in their putting mm -hmm. and they're putting, putting like fucking animals. They have you yeah. know, moments where they're hitting the shit out of the ball, right? Like, like clearly like guys aren't peaking in all aspects of the game all the time. Like, do you try to single out like, Look, this guy is doing well for him, for him, or is doing mm -hmm. well. Period. At all, at all levels, or is it certain sure. aspects that you try to zero in on? Okay, so another great question. This is going to get into even you know even further than we did last year. So I use stroke gain total to determine form, and stroke gain okay. total encompasses every single stroke gain statistic. Okay. So it'll it'll encompass putting. It'll encompass uh, off the tee. It'll encompass um, approach. And what it does is it basically it, no matter how you gain your strokes, whether it's putting or whether it's, you know, on, on approach, it just goes into that naturally. You don't have to worry about trying to parse it out. Okay. okay. So, for, so for instance, you know, like Rory McIlroy, for instance, the guy, he's not a great putter by any means. He's a serviceable putter. And when he wanted the players, he only gained 0.7 strokes putting, but he gained almost oh, he gained 12. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he just putted to, to field average, but wow. he gained six and a half strokes on approach and five and a half strokes off the tee. Well, okay. Now, I mean, now yeah. you're 11 under and you haven't even done anything else, right? So, right, you know, it, right, it, right. It, it's uh, so when you look at total, it, you know, let's say he didn't gain that much, um, you know, on those statistics, but gained a bunch putting. Well, that would be naturally included in that surfing total number. Got it. So, by got using it, the total, it. you kind of get the whole picture. I don't necessarily focus on one aspect for form, I focus on who is putting the ball in the hole the most. And that's one of the reasons why I use. I don't just use a certain number of rounds to determine someone. I have a, a, a vast swath and I weight them differently because I okay. want to try and get, I don't, I don't want a, a hot putter who has just made everything in the last eight rounds. Right. I want a guy who has just had an overall good game. Okay. I dig that. What about the other side sense? of the coin? Well, yeah. What about the other side of the coin? A guy who just cannot putt to save his life right now. And it's just a good transition into Jordan <laughs> Spieth or a guy who just cannot I mean, Jordan Spieth could not, in a fair way to save his life on Saturday. Like, like, yeah, like, so, like, you know, that you, you brought up the mental part of things. Like, is that right? Is that a, 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 so, a you know, the putting thing is, is, is interesting because I don't, I, other than what is already included in search game total, I don't weigh putting hardly for almost zero tournaments outside of a special few. And even then, it's a very small portion because ultimately, from what I've seen, putting. This is the way I look at it. 
being a good putter helps you keep your tour card. Okay. Being a good putter does not, not <laughs> yeah. doesn't necessarily let you win golf. Tournaments, okay. Yes, so just yes, for instance, yes. let me just give you, give you an instance, give you a, an example here over the last, let's see, over the last, um, uh, let's say over the last 10 tournaments, right? Rory's 53rd in putting in this field, but he's first in everything else. <laughs> so, so, and he's, so he's number one in my model. Right. Mm-hmm, and so, mm-hmm. and then that kind of gives you an idea and, and putting is a very unique, a uh, unique attribute because you need it. And, and obviously, but it's just, it's very difficult to know when it's coming. Got it. Like it, it's hard to know when a guy's going to make all the putts in the world. Like uh, Keegan Bradley is a perfect example of this. He won, I believe, the BMW last year. He's a notoriously, absolutely atrocious putter. Like he is one of the worst putters on tour. If you ever bet on him, you're going to be pissed because he just misses fucking three, four footers all the time. But I bet on him a lot <laughs> because he's one of the best ball strikers in the world. Like it's not even close. And so you look at his ball striking matches in this field, the last 50 rounds, he's sixth in the entire field in stroking approach. He's 85th in putting. Wow. Jeez. 85th. But in his one win, which was only, you know, the end of last year, he was, I'm going to say real quick, he won the BMW. He gained seven and a half strokes putting. So it's just like, how do you know when he's going to just go off and gain seven and a half strokes putting? Because if he ever does that, he's going to win every time. Yeah. That's okay. As far as course condition, like putting too. Oh, go ahead. What's that? No, I was just going to say just uh, as right, like answer, lost put, he's lost post stro- strokes putting in 12 of his last 13 events. So, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, he, yeah. So it's just, it's just, that's the kind of thing where it's like, well, you know, like I, it, it's very difficult to tell to me. I just have like questions about, cause I'm, I don't bet golf as much as you do, nor do I think about it as much as either of you, I think. <laughs> But I'm thinking about putting and the, the greens conditions and like the conditions of the entire course. Let's say if it rained overnight, if it is raining, if you had some wind, if it's been dry, you know, it's, it seems like, you know, if you got some rain and or whatnot and the difference between, you know, the putting green being a skating rink and a mud pit as far as speed. Like that's got to change a lot more than just, you know, how that same weather, the the weather it takes, the weather and the conditions it takes to absolutely change the putting greens will have such less of 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 an effect on every other part of, you know, the game. Like you're you're not all of a sudden, you know, the 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 fairways are really slow. You know, it's it's not uh, it's not changing the game quite as much, I would think. So I think like maybe in that regard, I mean, just trying to talk me through the point I'm trying to make and back me up in this well, as far like as like putting being less predictive because because there is so much so much can change even just from sure. morning to afternoon putting hundred percent and putting's and that, hard yeah putting is hard correct and that's also like and, and the other thing is when it comes to I was mentioning like the difference between gaining a stroke putting and not gaining a stroke putting is it could be a matter of an inch right less than an inch you sure barely rip out a putt. And sure. You hit a pretty good putt, but you didn't gain that stroke because you missed it by a centimeter, maybe. Right. Whereas the difference in gaining uh, 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 an approach, uh, me, gaining a shot on approach and not gaining a shot on approach is, is substantially more drastic than that. Because right? mm. I mean, okay. if you if you hit it, you know, ten feet further, you you may further than what you should have. You may have lost like point one, point two strokes on approach. But if you just completely miss a putt by one centimeter that you should have made, you'll lose a full stroke putt. Okay. Oh, so it's like yeah. it's just it's a hard stat to narrow down. Does that make sense? It does. Kind of so basically, weird. in terms okay. of predict, yeah. So basically, in terms of predictive nature, uh, yeah, you're talking is, about centimeters sometimes. Yeah, right. Approach shots, 
you know, that it's awful tough to deviate substantially, but putting, it can be a matter of this guy got real lucky and this guy got real unlucky. Um, okay. let's, I want to know why we're measuring what? in yards and centimeters. Why can we stick to Imperial measurements here? No, we yeah, like well, all it, over, it, we like all over the place. The, uh, okay, here's a couple other thoughts. So, and let's, let's put a pin in this, uh, lucky putting for a second. Cause I want to bring this back in terms of like, as the tournament goes on, how to use yeah. the data at hand to, to inform round two, round three, round four betting. Uh, okay. and, uh, but, but speaking of the course and speaking of putting luck, uh, is there something special about the way Augusta, you know, they, 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 they manicured this course oh, yeah. within an inch of its life. Like there's like, aren't they doing a, like, isn't, you know, the course itself is engineered and the, and the, the guys who are out there taking care of it, like, there's like yeah. a handful of people who are dedicated to any specific green because they know it so well. I like like You're isn't sure. isn't Augusta kind of the most predictable in terms of the speed of the greens, even if it's rainy and windy and dry and you know I mean, regard ir, you know, irrespective of whether it's it's relatively stable. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's interesting you mentioned that because Augusta is one of the rare courses where I do factor in ability to punt on thin grass greens. And so, you know, and, and it's just a, it's a proven, it's a proven thing that bent grass in this particular bent grass is probably like the most pure bent grass you will find anywhere in the world. Like it is just like putting on a gym floor, Like that's how they can get it, you know, given the correct weather, even to tie this back to Andy's question, you know, uh, or point before, you know, for even this week's a perfect example. And we might as well use an example to kind of show this. They're looking at rain Monday and Tuesday. That's going to make those greens soft. Now, Augusta has these giant fans that sit underneath the greens and basically just suck water out. So they've <laughs> built this it's called sub-air green complex where they have these like huge, huge vacuums. And they're one of the sawgrass has them, but they, they started this shit. And they literally just suck the water out. So even if it rains, you can just, they can just like turn those damn things on and all of a sudden you're going from like a, a 10 on the meter to a 14 if you can get just an ounce of sunshine and dryness. So it's going to rain early, which will help a little bit, but it's going to be super windy, which will dry them out. And it looks like there's going to come days where there's no rain, no wind, which they can just, I mean, they can do whatever they want. Like you yeah. name a number, they can get it there, right? Because they have that yeah. ability. But bent grass in this situation is super important. I will say this. There's a cool little stat that I found. Since 2005, no winner out of Augusta won there without previously winning on bent. What? That's Worldwide. insane. That's yeah. insane. So if you, basically, if you don't have a win, a win on that, you, you haven't won Augusta since 05 at least. And I'm not sure how far that went back, but that's oh uh, that my gosh. Which I cool. love that. I love that. I love that. Okay. So uh, this is okay, the one event where it matters. <laughs> let me recap that a little bit. So the... And, uh, and I, cause I've heard some stories about bent grass. I did a little bit of homework leading up to this podcast and leading up to this year of betting the masters. And I have a couple angles that I'm going to attack based on, uh, bent grass performance and putting. Love it. Um, but basically you have two types of putting green grass, bent grass, one word, right? Bent grass bent or grass. Bermuda, right? No, there's multiple. No, no, no. There's oh, there's more. Which Poa is like? Oh my gosh! You got Poa. <laughs> you got um. There's like Poa. Poa's, Poa's bluegrass, baby. Uh, and yeah, then you got this like 
No, I mean there's there's like four basically grasses, uh, but the the main one, oh, pa- uh, Paspon, is one. Pull up or meet a bit, and then there's one more that no one ever uses. That's weird. Okay, like, but uh, so so bent grass, bent grass is is noteworthy, and I've read some quotes from some of the world's most uh, uh, some of the world's most famous caddies. Love um, it. it. It basically has. Um, it it, ha- it has less grain than Bermuda. Less grain. It's like it's it like is, almost. And it is faster. Perfect. And so and it's so fat, basically, so and so basically, there is no such thing as a dying speed read, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's yeah. like no, it's right. not. It's it's it is only you have like one true read, right? Like you have a line, you have a putt, and if you can't read it, and if you can't make that putt, then you're screwed. You're rolling feet exactly. past the hole, and then you're praying that you can you can make up your putt there, right? Yeah, it's like a gym floor, <sighs> especially at Augusta. It's like a gym floor. Now, other other turn like we at my home course, we have it, and it can get pretty crazy, but you know it's not anything like this. Um, in certain areas, the weather. The reason why Augusta is so insane is because bent is not a dominant grass. It usually gives way to Bermuda because it, and Bermuda is basically like a weed, and so. <laughs> Augusta is so awesome because they've met, they keep all the bent, they keep all the Bermuda out. And Bermuda is native to that area because Bermuda likes hot areas, mm. like really, really hot, humid, humid places. It goes dormant in the winter when it gets to Bermuda, particularly it goes dormant in the winter when it gets too cold. But in places like South Georgia, like it's never too cold for it to go dormant. So they're basically fighting this shit always. That's why you don't see a lot of pure bent. It's hard. It just takes a lot of work. But when Got you it. do clear it out, it's by far the, the best green to roll. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, just oh, it's every golfer's dream, basically. I love it. I love it. So this is why um, everyone loves the greens. You never hear anyone complain about the greens out here. They're fuck, everyone's like these are the best. It's like God's greens, basically. Right? They're true. Yeah, right. They're true. And so you're either you either have the skill set in your back pocket to putt well on this green, or you don't. Right. And in yeah, general, this and the the this factor, you know, the the speed of the greens, the contour of the greens, the topography out there, is why it's so important to have experience here. Is that fair to say, also? Yeah, and and you know, obviously, never having been, it's hard for me to like you know make a definitive statement on that. But you know, from what everyone says, it's just the first time you go, you just there's like a lot of subtleties to the greens, right? There's and there's just a lot of breaks that I guess don't. That was like Alistair McKenzie's thing was about around greens, who's the architect here, was always like, what you see is not necessarily what you get. But once you know where it's going, you can just hit it straight. Does that make sense? So it's like, yes. you know, you might, you might see a break, but it's not, but there's another full front that influences it. And in reality, it goes a certain way rather than with the way it's seen. So playing multiple rounds, and this is the one course that the data is, is overwhelming in favor for the fact that you have to have Okay. 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 So players who have done, who have performed well here in the past, you can expect some, you know, it's reasonable to expect them to perform well here again. Uh, Players that are, are generally expected to improve year over year as they accrue experience here. And, uh, and then does this lend itself to anyone who's like, especially a student of the game, especially a student of Augusta? Cause I feel like there's a couple of guys who take this shit super seriously. And like, they've kind well, of dedicated I mean, their lives. to like you want understanding. to get in the pick, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, set, I'm, I'm setting you up a little bit here, but, uh, but honestly, yeah, you like, know where I'm going. I, I, I've seen, I seen, I, I saw who you like in the outright market and 
amazingly, like this is not even a joke. I went an entirely different direction trying to figure out what to what to play here, and I landed on all four of the same top four guys that you have. Yeah, right. So this is going to be a very <laughs> very. This is, yeah, we are in like in step here, um, and I'll talk through some of my my thinking on on the outright market, and you can kind of shoot down some of my angles, or you can reinforce some of these. Um, but okay. I want to start at the top. So like, there's clearly a top tier of golfers here, led by Rory McIlroy. You brought him up in the intro. He is clearly the best golfer in the world right now uh, in terms of how well he's playing. Current form, there's no doubt about it. He is the best. He has two major things going against him in terms of why I will not be getting involved in a Rory McIlroy market this weekend. The first is his price is already short as shit, right? Like seven to one on this is nuts. Like it's just nuts. And then two, I will never forget in 2011 when I had a Rory McIlroy ticket and he went into the back nine on Sunday with all of the confidence and firing it as well as anyone yeah. I've ever seen play this course, except for Tiger Woods in 1997 at that point, I think speed uh, <laughs> and a couple of years ago was, was pretty amazing as well. But Rory McIlroy was absolutely on fire. He was bursting onto the scene. He looked like he was going to win his first ever major. And then the 10th tee, he hit it into a fucking house. I didn't even know there was a house <laughs> off of this tent. There's not a house. That house is not in play. <laughs> I, that house is not in play. I was like, where did they even get a house? Like, this is crazy. And then it all just Yeah. And then the wheel, the wheels just fell off. And since that time, yeah. like he really hasn't been able to capture and like kind of keep his performance on the level here. And he's pushing. And he needs this, he needs this green jacket to complete his uh, you know, his career slam. He needs yep. this to kind of validate, you know, he's playing better than anyone else right now. The pressure is going to be extremely high. And I got news for you. If you're going to put pressure in Rory McIlroy in a situation, I'm out, man. I'm out. I, I'm, you're just, done. I'm not, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. I'm fading in. So, yeah, I, want, I, mean, I, I do not want any piece of Royal McIlroy this week, even <laughs> if he is leading by like 10 strokes after two, two rounds oh, of golf, boy. like I'm out on him. Uh, so I'm, I'm that, that's my g general feeling about Rory. Rory. <laughs> yeah, Andy? That, that price, the price just sucks. Yeah, yeah. His price sucks. Like if he wins it, if he wins good for him, you can't, I don't think no. yeah, I'm with you on that. As far as <clears throat> it's like James said earlier with the, you know, the human elements, like I'm not super comfortable with him having a lead um i do it's not that i didn't bet on him what did, what did we get on wired i bet on him to win wired yeah, wire. we, yeah like, i'll we, take that price yeah i will be joining you on that i got like 80 i think it was 80 to 80 to 1 for him to win wire to wire i'm comfortable with that i'm not gonna put money on seven to Absolutely. one though so, and i'll tell you what so i think this this yeah. actually like and this is a great a great like tipping point just in in terms of golf betting in general is that and, and this and rory's a perfect example of this is that we make these subjective observations based on a entirely tiny sample size, right? Sure, absolutely. And so, and so, they, and this, and I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I, I'm just, I'm playing. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to get the lower bone going on me, and and you'll play devil's advocate here. So we're basically, you basically, he can't close Augusta because he hit one shot, basically out, out over the earth, right? <laughs> you know, yes. because one yes. tournament he didn't do it. Well, yeah. And and yeah. look, I and they, that's. It could be totally in his head, and I get that. He's also won majors before, right? And so sure. that uh, that makes me, you know, maybe pump the brakes a little bit on, on you know, obviously I'm not going to bet him at this number, but when you're looking at maybe pools or you're looking at, you know, other ways to get exposure to him, I mean, his form is undeniable, and okay. he's a major champion winner. So, okay. uh, again, at that number, I agree, but I, I, I honestly don't – I want to – I mean, last year he was in the final group, obviously he failed. 
But again, oh, we're looking at a four-round yes. sample. Yeah, he should have won right? last so, year. He should have won last well, year. Well, Reed played that, good, man. Played I good. know, but the, you, you, I don't know if you remember. Goddamn like, right, he did. Hold, hold two, hold two, and hold three. <laughs> Reed, Reed was peeing his pants. Rory McIlroy was charging. He had him. Yep. And he had him, and he couldn't convert, and then he completely fell apart. And it was like, and last year was the kind of year where Rory does win it because he had no fucking pressure. No one was expecting no. him to get it done. It was literally like, oh my god, he's a, he's he's in the mix. On Saturday, yeah. it was like, uh oh, like Patrick Reed, uh oh, oh, buddy, like you better not shoot right. a seventy two today. Yeah. And he shot a seventy two anyway, but Rory couldn't catch him because Rory could not put together yeah. these. I will, I will go, going back, going back to that one. You know, we talked. I don't know when we talked. Maybe it was with uh, Joe Pita about uh, hedging the golf outright. You can't hedge a golf outright. There's very yeah. rarely can you because there's just there. It's not one v one. There's a whole field. There's too many yeah. variables. Well, to be fair, I was sitting there going into Sunday with Patrick Reed, Rom, Rose, Johnson. I had four outrights, and they were all – I mean, we, we can go back and look at that scoreboard. I can't exactly remember where everybody sat, but, I mean, it was it was amazing yeah, it was as sad, far as yeah. how I was sitting. I had like four out of the top yeah, six. Right. Yeah, sure. so I, I did actually hedge. Morning, and I, I took, I took Rory. Rory for sure, for sure, for sure. Rory, yeah. well, Rory and Ricky. Ricky was there too, and I took them oh, both. That's right. And yeah, that's right. I, I, just because I'm having nightmares about speed. Do you remember? I remember looking at it and be like, the only way I have to worry about anyone outside of Rory or Ricky, as I added a little bit on those two, is if speed shoots like a course record today. <laughs> and then, I mean, th that's what it was, right? It was speed, speed that came up. He did come like up through high, fifteen yeah, holes. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He came up hotter than pistol like for that. I, th yeah. I thought it was. I thought I hedged and just dicked myself, but no. That that was <laughs> that was. I thought for sure the Rory hedge was a good move and it was going to come through. But yeah, Jordan Spieth scared the shit out of me. That was a that was a fun last round. You're right. Like Reed probably should have pissed it away. Yeah, I let's. So let me talk. Let me talk a little bit more about one last thought on Rory, uh, and okay. then and then we'll move on to some of the other guys in this top tier. Uh, I, 2011 was, and I think I got the year right, the year he hit it into the house. Uh, that was the first year that I remember yes, that nice. Masters did the featured groups where you could okay. basically watch every guy's shot for a whole round. And that <laughs> year, round one, it was Rory and Jason Day and Peter Uline, I think. Uh, <laughs> it, this is all from memory. And those guys were the, one of the featured groups on day one. And I was like, I, you know, I'm like, man, I am really going to piss off today at work. It's Thursday. I do not want to be here. I just want to watch golf. <laughs> and I watched every freaking shot they played that day. And Jason Day was amazing. And Peter Uline played great. And Rory was like on another freaking level. And when you see a guy, take, you see every one of their strokes over the course of the day, like yeah. it completely changes your perspective on the guy's form completely and i was like i was sold i was like holy shit this guy's the next tiger woods this guy is gonna you know this guy's gonna burn this course to the ground uh no one's catching him and then to see it change on a dime when the pressure got you know through 63 holes he was untouchable and then it changed on a dime and that to me that's the kind of thing that will live with you and be amplified yep. by the fact that he's got the other three majors and he doesn't have this one and you know like if you're if you're gonna give me um you know wire 263 holes 
I would take some Rory McIlroy, <laughs> uh, but I will not take wired through 72 holes because something is, you know, if, if it's tough on, you know, if, if the conditions are tough on Sunday and, you know, and granted, like, it looks like it's going to be windy Sunday. Like if that neutralizes the rest of the field and makes it tough to score uh, and come back and catch up, then maybe I'm, maybe I'm the one holding the bag and I, I'm look like an idiot here, but like, I, but I, I, you know, I think you need a less pressure filled situation than what you have setting up for Rory this year, where the expectations are very high and he feels like he needs to complete this career slam. So with all that, fair. congratulations to Rory McIlroy on winning the masters. Um, <laughs> he's done. He's got it <laughs> in wire to wire fashion, <laughs> wire to wire fashion. Uh, but no, let's talk about the rest of the guys in this top tier. Clearly talk about Johnson, the goat. Yeah, which one? Okay, you, I'll let you go first. Who, 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 who else in the top tier do you want to talk, spend some some religious oh, well, time? The people on? want Tiger? to hear about Tiger. Woods, Tiger, right? okay. Tiger. Woods. I mean, I'm just. I mean, yeah. Who's the one who's doing Patrick Reed? But that's right. Tiger <laughs> first, too. First, first, ma- first Masters I ever watched. First time Masters was ever on my radar. 1997, when Tiger Woods won in absolutely spectacular fashion. I did not watch golf. I did not care about golf. I had absolutely no connection to golf until that moment, and I was immediately taken with the tournament and with the history. All, you know, all caught up in that broadcast. It was so spectacular. 1997 Masters was one I will never forget watching. That was compounded by some of the absolutely spectacular moments he's had in the pre in the uh, in the um in the following masters winning what now four is he won four yep. or five i can't remember four, four green jackets four green yep. jackets uh some of the you know some of the most you know memorable and impressive shots in golf occurred at augusta by tiger woods they had to change the whole course for crying out loud because he was beating the shit out of it so <laughs> bad like crazy. literally like he forced them <laughs> to change history and to you know to to mess with tradition uh and to, to you know to, to completely re retool the way the course is laid out and you know i think you know i i don't think he's got the form i think he really really had his mindset to be prepared for this masters and try to make a run at it but i just don't think things worked out for him i think nagging injuries got the better out of him and i just don't think he's in the t- level of, of form to compete with the top guys in at this time is that a fair read uh jay jd yeah you sex know, think- addiction jesus <laughs> take it easy on him the thing about tiger i will say this is that he he likes uh, to put it in the hole. I don't think he has. He doesn't give a shit about any other golf tournament. Like he, so I, I think it. I, I would. I would be a little hesitant to just say he doesn't have the form because okay, he's not trying. That. After after he won the tour championship, I think he's like, okay, I'm back. And and let's not discount that win. People try this year and it bothers me. There's fucking the top thirty guys in the in the world in that event. And ultimately, any event, oh, there's only like thirty guys you can win anyways for the most part, especially when those six guys are playing. Sure, so that sure, was sure. A real win. Okay. So when you get hurt, I get super pissed when people are like, oh, it was a small field because everyone, you know, it's just, just pissing me off. So put that to bed. Winning that tournament showed me that it, it got him over, over a certain hump, right? Because you, you had to get a win before going this year because you're not going to just all of a sudden win a, win a major after not winning for however long it's been, right? So that yeah. was a key thing to me to show me that, okay, he obviously competed Rory again down the stretch. So he, he, he beat him in the final group that day. And I think after that win, if I'm Tiger, I don't give a fuck about the Genesis Open. Like, okay. you know, you know, like Arnie's tournament, cool, man. But like, I really don't care. That's why he WD. So I think his whole, his whole focus has been on this. And, and, and with that being said, his number is terrible. It's not better. But I think that he, he's definitely a guy 
it, and he probably shoots more like 25, I think, based on his game and his course history and, and where he's at right now. Yeah. But ultimately, you know, he's not bettable. But uh, if, you, if you tell me, I, I wouldn't be remotely surprised if he wins. this. Okay. Now, that's actually put him in the top echelon of guys who could win this. I just his price is just terrible. All right. So here's the thing. He, he didn't impress at, at Torrey Pines. He didn't impress at nah. uh, Riviera. When he's on, no. he fucking owns those courses. And True. the fact that the fact that he didn't, I think, is a red flag for me. And okay. you know, and I maybe maybe I'm completely uh, overlooking whatever his you know, however he's tier, you know, he because he clearly like he definitely. I feel like his performance at the Ryder Cup was gamesmanship, like not being like all chummy with oh. the guys and you know, kind of the, just the fact that he kind of effectively sunk the U.S. ship. I felt like I, I do think that was gamesmanship. A little <laughs> he bit. was um, absolutely exhausted, dude. There's, he was just—I okay, mean, okay, he just sure. played four tournaments in a row in one <laughs> tournament, and then he gets yeah. on a plane and goes over there. I mean, we, I, I can't imagine uh, his, his fatigue level in that tournament. Okay, that's a good point then. I didn't realize that, but but yeah. but uh, regardless, it definitely felt like throughout the year last year he was just trying to make cuts. He was fighting hard to make cuts. He was trying no, to get reps. Yeah. He was trying to get in shape. He was trying to get his, you know, his game back. And I thought that was going to manifest itself at him having legit runs at uh, at both the Masters and uh, and the U.S. Open, which is going to be at Pebble Beach this year. But I got to say, the fact that he didn't own the courses that I know he owns. Uh, has me a little uh, a little concerned about okay. how well he does. I don't mind so. Let me just give okay. you one little thing. Last okay. 75 rounds form for my form model. Last 75 rounds, he's 8th. Last 50, he's 8th. Last 12, he's ninth. Last 36, he's 18th. And then in the stats portion of my model, which is the last 50 round um, uh, 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 sample size, he's actually 3rd. Mm. So, I mean, those, those stats put him, you know, right there. And then when you factor in course history, which I mean, I know like Speed and Rose have great core history, but like let's be real, this guy's number one. Stats don't go back quite far enough in fantasy national to give him number one, right? You know, he, he so then that with all that said, the last thing I will mention is this: Jack in '86, he was basically carried on the back of the fans, and he said it. He's like, I had nothing, and the the, the way that the fans work is best that there's no phones, so you actually get clapping at golf tournaments now, which you don't get in any other tournament because everyone's trying to watch, right, on their phone. Mm. Just that alone, if he could just be right there, going into the back of that attic, that place is going to be insane. And okay. I would, I would, I wouldn't want to see the face of any of these guys with a whole freaking army of fans behind Tiger Woods marching down the back of that. Fair point. That's fair point. Saying. Fair point. But he's got to uh, get there. Get Andy, I, Andy, I got a question for you. Uh, yeah, he, ha- it- yeah, he has to be in the, he has to be in the running late. He has to. be. He's not. Oh my God! CBS just creamed themselves. My God! God. Seriously, for for real. Man's might come on the air. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Andy, uh, if I gave you plus two hundred odds on yes for will Tiger Woods ever win another Masters, are you taking yes or no on that? And basically, if you take no, I'll give you a dividend where I'll give you you know ten percent of your. Your uh, your stake I'll give you as a dividend every year and for the next ten years and then we'll assume if he doesn't win one in the next ten years then he's not going to. Are you taking yes plus two hundred or are you taking no with the dividends? Well, you made that complicated with dividends and yeah, I made it. I might have to talk. I might have to talk to my CPA. 
<laughs> yeah, see if the, yeah, see if there's like the tax, what the tax benefits are to taking that long term, and if I can uh, depreciate that. But no, I I think maybe I'd take the yes just because I cheer for it, even if I give them shit sometimes. But it's fun. It's so fun. Like you said, when he's in the running on a Sunday and the crowd's behind him like that, I mean that's fun. That's good TV. It's awesome. I'd love to see that. And I I don't know if I'll bet on him and. Maybe it's matchups or something, but it would be wicked awesome to see him just in the running on Sunday. That would, oh god, like I said, CBS would just just themselves. It would be it would be great. It would be great TV. So yes, I'm taking I'm taking the yes. Okay, so I don't know how this may be question for for James. How many does he have? Like how many more will he play? Like ten, ten more? Oh, he's probably got. Yeah, I mean, well, competitively play probably five more years of like actually can win majors, your masters. I mean, he'll play in, you know, he'll play until he's dead probably. But you know, he, he you know, here, here you go. Here, will, will, he, will he win a major this year? No, is minus four fifty one exactly is plus three sixty five. So you know, obviously he's going to have maybe five more masters to go. I think a better bet is will he win a major again? And at plus two hundred, will he win a major? I think that's a little more compelling. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So Tiger Woods, uh, at what, I guess, what, what does he have to do on day one or and two for you to think he has a chance in this JD? So this is actually, a, yeah, I mean, he's got to be in the top 10. So no, I, I look back at this. Nobody since Tiger in 05 has won the masters without being in the top 10 after the first round. <laughs> wow. So what does so, I mean, uh, so what does that mean though? What does that mean in terms of score? You think? Do you think that after round one we have uh, a leader in like the minus five, um, minus six range? Yes, I mean you know it, it, I think in the first round just and it's all weather based because Augusta is is susceptible to winds. Obviously, Georgia in the spring is a pretty crazy weather place, sure. um, and so you're looking at you know the, the, it, it's hard to say they are gonna, they are having rain and you so. Leads me to think that th- and Thursday doesn't look like there's a lot of wind, 10, 15 miles an hour. So, you know, I'm thinking the low score on Friday or on Thursday is probably, I put it over under 67 and a half, 66 and a half. Okay. And so okay. he probably needs to shoot a couple under. I mean, 70 will be top 10 in that case. So um, I think that, that he, you know, he's got to be a couple under. And that's, okay. that makes sense because you can't come from behind at Augusta. Augusta yeah. is a course, and this is why you know, experience matters is because you have to be patient. You have to know when you can go and when you can, when you can just sit back. And if you, if you have to attack, it's going to just spit you up. Okay. What do you think? Where, what is his motive? What is his plan of attack then on uh, days one and two? Is he attacking par fives trying to get birdies or is well, he just yeah. taking whatever the course gives him? He's playing the course. So as it is and- yeah. So Augusta has, it's, it's basically two different nines. Okay. And these nines are, are mixed in within the course, but it's two nines, nine holes. You can make birdies. Nine holes, you're just holding off with your life, and and it's, and that's what makes it awesome. Is because you know you have to you have to have your full game, obviously. And so on the par fives, you need it. You have to, you've got to be at least three under on the par fives. These par fives are easy. They're the easiest holes on the course, right? And so you know you have to play those under par. Like guys like Rom and DJ, like they're basically starting this tournament at four under because they hit drivers so well, right? And so you have he has to attack those. The par threes are, are relatively short compared to most par threes on tour. So a couple birdies there is, is going to help. And then the par fours, you just hold on for your life. The par fours are freaking hard. And they grow the grass in a way that disallows length off the tee. 
So mm-hmm. although it measures it at like 7,400 now, it plays more. Everyone says it plays more like 77 because you just don't get any roll. And so on a par four, that's a huge deal because you're hitting, you know, I think the average approach shot into these things is like 190 into the par fours, which, I mean, you know, 190 for any, any tour player, that's not like, there's nothing easy about that, right? I mean, you're yeah. just trying to yeah. hold on, right? Especially when you're talking about greens that are, are fast and, and, and runoffs that are just like, you know, just as fast as most greens that I play, you know, meetings and stuff, right? So, sure. you know, you're, you're basically, you're holding on the par fours and you're, and you're attacking the par fives and the par threes. I love it. I just thought of the term I was looking for at the beginning. This is the, the Augusta is like agrological pornography. That was the term I was looking for. Agrological. I'm elbow deep in the agro, agrological parts of golf right now in my preparation for this, for this tournament. Um, okay. So uh, other top tier guys we want to try to give a little shine to. Um, I'm out yeah. on, on DJ. I, I think DJ's game is not um, – is not precise enough uh, to do well over four rounds at Augusta. I do not count on him okay. being able to make birdies when he needs them uh, on Sunday, especially. Okay. So I think I'm ready to. Let me add DJ. one more thing to DJ. Sure. Let me just add sure. one more thing to DJ. Uh, DJ likes to hit a fade, and he said at the WGC he completely stopped hitting draws because they weren't, and so he just went to all fades with all clubs. And you have to hit a draw at Augusta. You just have to. Interesting. Oh, okay. have, That's like, another, good, the golf good, ball? another good reason to to pretty much write off DJ in your opinion. Are you and yeah. actually does that present an opportunity to put him in matchup head to heads as a fade? I'm not fading him. No, hell no. I'm not fading. I'll never really? fade DJ. There's no fucking okay. the guy I mean he's, he's just he's good. Still he a good, good golfer. Yeah, he's yeah, I know, but I mean he's but he's gonna he's gonna have a public premium, right? I mean, like he is his his price in matchups a lot of high premiums, isn't it? I don't know. He's not getting a lot of hype. Let me just look real quick. I yeah, mean, everyone's, I, talking, everyone's talking just Rory. Yeah, I mean, you're, just not, you're not getting DJ as, as like a super hyped guy right now. Minus 165 to JT. I don't like that. Minus 175 to, to Tiger. Minus 155 to Rom. I mean, I don't really like any of those. He's I mean, minus 120. I think I take Rory minus 120. I'm five times. Yeah, that would be the only one I'd get as a fade. Okay. All right. Oh man. Interesting. So, uh, okay. So, okay. Well, I guess, you know, you, you agree with us, uh, on DJ, uh, or are you feeling more, more bullish on, uh, uh DJ, uh, Andy? No, I'd agree too. I've maybe he's just a guy that I hate cause I've backed him in the past. I think it was the, I bet on him to win the year multiple majors that one year, and then he fell down. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, like six minutes after I placed him bet, he fell down a flight of stairs. Dude, we're yeah, still waiting. Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, what? Yeah. Dude, the guys, you know something weird. Like, it wasn't, you know, obviously, like. That needs to be a those, 30 for 30 one Those weren't big bets. <laughs> those weren't big bets, you know. That was just little tickles here and there, but it still pissed me off. Like, you're going to fall down a flight of stairs and ruin ruin everything right away. No, I, I agree with you on that. It just. I don't, uh, but I, but I also agree as far as not fading him. It's tough to, it's tough to just take a guy, Andy, take uh, a guy and fade him. Yeah, there's other people that uh, match up worse. Without looking, how many uh, majors does uh, Dustin Johnson have? <laughs> well, isn't it just zero? It's just one. Oh, one. He won 2016 no, U.S. Open. That's it. Is he, he did. Oh, he did win. He yeah, did he win the, the U.S. US Open. Open. I don't watch the yeah. U.S. Open. Yeah. Uh, which brings yeah, us to another, another Speaking of that, when is, when's the champions? When's, when is the champions dinner? And J.D. will know this more than 
Wednesday Wait, night. Is it the day of the party? Yeah, it's Wednesday night. Yeah. Like if if you're Schwartzel and Willett, do like you purposely sit across from those guys? Like Rory and Speed? <laughs> is that what you is that what you do just to like get in their heads? I suppose well, maybe Roy it's not there. Roy's not gonna be there. Treble Immelman. Yeah, Roy's not oh, there. Oh Treble yeah, no, never yeah, no, never mind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the champions dinner, I forgot Rory, Rory, Rory can't sit there. Oh my god. Yeah, I can't I d I don't know why I said Rory'd even be there. That's <laughs> that's embarrassing. Sorry, Rory. I just I just assumed you were better. You just, uh, you just try to sit. Funny. You just, you just, you, when you go to the champions dinner, you just try to sit as far away from Bubba Watson as possible. That's all everybody does. Yeah, and, um, and the host probably. And that's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, let's go from a guy that has only ever won one uh, major to another <laughs> single major winner, and this fucking blew my mind because I would feel like, oh no, he's won a handful, and it's my favorite bet to win this tournament, and it's not close. Oh, Mr. Justin Rose. Uh, did you know oh, he was yeah. only a single uh, major winner, Andy? Justin Rose? I, I did because you just told me. How many times have you bet mm-hmm. on him to win majors? Nine? Ten? Well, I had him Twelve. I had him in my field last year, for sure. Yeah, I've oh, out a few times. He, sure, he made the sure. card last year. Yeah, most notably, well, he, I mean, his, 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 he came oh so close uh, two years ago. Uh, going to um, handed it to fucking Sergio. I know he really did. He handed it to Sergio with some real unclutch seventeenth cream. Was it seventeenth? He bogeyed and he had yeah, real shaky on the seventeenth. He got a little nerves got him a little. Um, Not as not 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 to the tune where uh, I'm worried that that's going to happen again. Uh, But definitely to the tune where you know he, I think it presents. I think there's a little bit of value on him really and truly at a you know current odds out there. Generally about twelve to one. I saw fourteen. Bavada has fourteen. Ago. Fourteen solid. Okay, Bavada's there still you go. hanging at fourteen. Yeah, um, I got him at twelve. 12 okay, 12 he's on my card. Here's my case. Here's my case. Uh, he is good in wind, and he is good on bent grass. And when I say good, I'm I mean he has the highest average stroke strokes gained playing on bent grass greens of any player on tour. Uh, and he's in the top ten playing in the wind. On top of that. Uh, he yep. does have this, uh, you know, you, you see this with a lot of players, not just uh, Justin Rose, um, but it's tough to do back-to-back um, ex, uh, outstanding performances at the Masters. And I think it's a little mental. I think when you yep. finish in the top five or top ten one year and you come back the next year and you're like, man, I was that close to a green jacket. This is my year. I think that little bit of added pressure really impacts you. And I think we saw that with Justin Rose last year, and I think his uh, his performance last year was not indicative of how well he knows this golf course and how good he is in specifically in these conditions. Uh, so I think uh, you know the, he's going to come come with the game that got him to uh, second place finish two years ago, and I think he gets it done this year. I think this is Justin yep. Rose's year, and I'm all about him at uh, 12, 14 to one, whatever you can find out there. So that's uh, that's my favorite look, and I think you agree with that, uh, JD. No, I do. And I mean, you, you said, you know, he didn't play well last year. He got 12. So it's not like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, okay. yeah, that's true. That's true. He, he never, he, he was got, never really in contention. Never in it. No, I, of yeah, course yeah. not. But I get what you're saying. And, and you know, when you 12, Augusta, especially like you said, coming off is very hard to do. Okay. Um, just a couple things to add, you know, on top of you know, being an extremely good bent grass player, he actually has the most wins on bent grass in this field. So, you know, it goes even further to your point. And then the, the other thing I'll add is he's also gained the most strokes over the last 28, 28 or less rounds. 
total in this field. He's number one in my course history portion of my model. Over Spieth, over Rory, over, you know, Bubba. He's, he's gained 66 strokes on the field in his last 28 rounds at Augusta, which is, I mean, that's two and a half per round. Like, it's crazy. So he's, he's a number one. He doesn't have a W, obviously, but number one guy when it comes to, uh, to course history. And, yeah, I mean, he's a bet for me. And like Augusta's it. last last uh, four outings, 12-2, So, mm. there you go. I love it, man. Okay, yeah. a couple other guys. Let's do some quick hits on. You think uh, he can win wire? You think he can win wire to wire? Yes. Because I, because I do. Eighty. <laughs> what is it? Eighty. Like he's hundred. He's hundred. Hundred to one. Hundred to one. one. The one to win That's worth it, man. It's a dollar. Lock it in. Lock it in. Lock it. Um, and, love it. Uh, let's let me fly through a couple of these, and you guys, I'll, I'll throw you guys uh, a couple of uh, uh, questions about the next guys in this tier. Um, true or false, JD? Uh, Justin Thomas has not shown us enough at Augusta to be considered a contender. He is like I. I've been struggling to figure this guy out at Augusta. It's weird. I don't know what. I don't know where he, he does hit. A, he does like to hit cuts, and so maybe that's why it's, he hits fades and. But, I mean, he's also – he's, like, the – in terms of ranking these guys, he's, he'd be my fourth just plain golf ability. He's number four in my, in, in my own, like, personal power ranks. But, yeah, I mean, he just hasn't shown enough. I, I don't – but the thing is, is if you're in pools, and, and I get a lot of questions about pools, I think he's a great pool player because he's going to be super low-owned. One and done, you know, and he has the game to win. There's no doubt about that. So, he's just a conundrum to me. I don't know. I don't really have an answer. I don't know what the fuck he does in the best He's done yeah. everything else. He's amazing, you know. So I don't know. Prove it. He's got to prove know. it though before really getting involved with him this week, yeah. in my opinion. But if you're looking for a low, a low owned one and done or a low owned full guy, I think that's your guy. Mm, okay. Because he's going to be like five percent owned in these things. That makes sense. Uh, Andy, uh, you're going to write off Jordan Spieth this week? Oh God. I don't know. He every time I watch him, he he seems so streaky and like streaky within not within like a tournament or a round, even like streaky within, you know, like a couple whole stretch where he he toys with my heart too much. Right? I don't know if I wanna I want to be sitting on a ticket for him. I haven't I, again like the only things that have made my card so far are just some of those wire to wire winners that I found last night. Like I I haven't put it together yet. I'm. I'm a, I think I'm on the fence with him. I'm fading like hard, hard on the fence. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't. I, of the year. Is he your biggest fade? Well, but that, that's helping I have, me I off the a, fence. I have a drone strike. I have a drone strike. All drone strike. What's Three the drone, unit strike? drone strike? It rarely happens. I have. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a plus money drone strike against Jordan Spieth. I'm gonna find it right now. Where the hell is it? It is Francesco Molinari over Spieth full tournament. Plus one twenty-five. Holy fucking shit! Are you serious? Biggest bet I love Molinari. Yep. I feel like yeah, Molinari. Okay, well, I was gonna hold on. Hold on. Let's let's go right into Molinari then. I have yeah, Molinari I mean, circled because I feel like uh, yeah. he is a top five, clearly a top five golfer in the world right now. Uh, maybe Absolutely. top two. Maybe top two after Rory. Just like some of the stuff he's done recently has been incredible. Uh, his form is impeccable. His pedigree is there, having won the the British Open recently, and and you know the the performance he put up uh, at the Ryder Cup was nothing short of spectacular. Molinari is a guy that I am real, real bullish on. Uh, Frankie, you're telling call me him that, Frankie Onions. 
A Frankie Onions is plus money for the <laughs> tournament head to head against Jordan Spieth. <laughs> plus one twenty five. Three units. Jesus, right now, man. That's See, bet okay. I mean, that's my biggest bet. I, I really like this look a lot. And I mean, honestly, like if, okay, so one, one of the only reason that I'm not more bullish on Molinari to win outright is his strength is accuracy off the tee. And you don't really need that so much at Augusta because you don't really get punished if you're a little, uh, little wild off the tee. So just not the wrong. fact that one of his strengths is not really rewarded here. Uh, has me a little cool on him, but is am I being short-sighted? Do you think he's got a shot in the outrights, JD? Yeah, I bet him. I mean, and he's actually the one guy that I bet that I actually love the number. Uh, I got him at basically 24 to 1, and, you know, I, it's just one of those things where it's like, okay, so he won the last major, British, and he did it. He did so in Tiger's group. Do you remember that last, that back nine at the British Open? You remember how big his balls were during that thing? It was like, incredible. Tiger was charging. And he was just like, he was just like, nah, we're good. No, yeah. <laughs> so He's like, no, I, my game is better right now. It was, he was yeah. playing with that much confidence. It was incredible. I, it was amazing. And then, it was amazing. And then he goes to the Arnold Palmer and shoots like 63 to win on the last day in incredibly difficult conditions. He's, yep. I mean, his form is, is amazing. Now, you're right. He's not a bomber. He's not necessarily short, but he's not a bomber. Uh, and so, and he, and the other thing is, and I think a reason why people are kind of awesome is because his form at Augusta has been, uh, poorer at best, would be, would I say? I don't know. Like, he's just not been very good here. But I will say this. He may not have been good here, but he's never been as good. So I don't, like, it's just, this is a situation where I kind of just want to throw all that out because he's yeah. never had the game he has now. So I don't really care. It's not the same player. Yes, you know what I'm saying? I, so I just completely. don't, I don't really yeah. care about so I'm betting Completely. on that. And it's more of a FOMO bet. I just don't want to miss out. He's, like, I just, he's shown everything. He's doing he it right just now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's doing it right so now. I, I completely, I, completely I like agree. Number. I don't think okay, so, the number. I think the number is probably not right. Okay. But I just, yeah. Well, what about <laughs> when you hold it up against, what about when you hold it up against a guy like John Rahm who hasn't won in a fucking eternity? Get the fuck out of here with that guy. What, what, no like, why is Rahm 19 compared to Molinari 24-23? Like, what, what, huh? What, what, just because he's just because he's Spanish, and just because we have a, a history of Spanish him. winners here, like what? What's going on with the Rom, Rom love? Who, who, who's so this Rom this number guy? is just so wrong. I can't even understand how he could be nineteen to one on Bookmaker, and Brooks Kepka is fucking twenty eight. Yeah, and all okay. Brooks Kepka cares about is winning majors. Like, what do we? What? What? Who in the world is betting this guy? He hasn't won in a year. Like, yeah. Like, what? Yeah. like a real term. He won the hero, but that's like a fucking game. Like, like I don't understand how I, it makes no sense to me. He also is a terrible striker of the golf ball. His iron play is is not very good compared to the elite guys in this field. I hear who's who's He's like fortieth in surfing approach over the last twenty four rounds. Like, that's not going to get it done here. I don't have any clue. I don't know. Yeah, it's good history. So I mean, I, I'm not necessarily super excited about saving him, but at nineteen, like, what is going on? I yeah. agree. Okay. Okay, um, you brought up Kepka. Uh, Andy, you gonna get a piece of Brooks Kepka, or are you uh, you're not feeling him yet? I think I already did. Maybe I do have another bet. You did? No, you bet him. Get a look at my tracker. Is that who yeah, I I'm at Twenty eight, I think. Brooks is easy. You bet him. He, Brooks is Brooks yeah. is so easy to easy to pull for. He's so easy to cheer for. Uh, yeah, you got, you bet his, him. You just call good. Yeah. His performances at the US yeah, Open no, the last few years have been just a, a, absolutely spectacular. So you got a little bit of Brooks. Okay, cool. What is it about? Three Brooks majors in his last fifth start, five starts, by the way. What, what, 
three yeah. majors and five starts. <laughs> what is it about? What is it about uh, his game and what he was able to do in the last in those three major wins that translates to performing well at Augusta? Aside from just the mental aspects of golf and being a champion, I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I don't think his game fits his place very well. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I've always heard. Too, <laughs> I don't really think. I don't think because he, he 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 he's a big he fades the ball every every shot's a fade for him. Um, he's long and that matters here. Length is obviously a huge component of, of success here, but. Uh, I don't think his game fits at all. I just, if you're going to give me a guy who's won three last five majors at 28 one, like, uh, I just, I just, you know, point, I close my eyes and click it, you know? I don't really have a, a basis, a statistical basis for it. It's just a price, right? Yep. Yep. That's it. That's all I <laughs> That's it. Okay. So, we're now, now I've got like every, now I've got like every book open, and I'm, we're agreeing a lot here. I'm but, deep uh, into the par three tournament props now, okay. all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> Uh, how about, uh, how about, uh, how about Jason day? Talk to me about Jason day. Uh, is he, uh, uh not in good enough physical form to, to do four outstanding rounds here? Cause he's done well here in the past. I don't know, man. The problem with him is you never know what kind of physical form he's actually in. Cause he just lies. And he's kind of a pussy. Ah. Uh, so it's like, he just, he makes a couple bogeys and now he's like a hurt neck. And you just don't like he WDs from pro-ams before the tournament. And then wins it. It's just he's just kind of a weird guy. I don't know. I don't. I never have a good a good uh, read on him. And so, you know, you look at his number. I think bookmaker had him. Oh, he's twenty two now. That's not a good number. I, I saw him at like thirty earlier. Twenty eight on Bovada. That seems yeah. fine. I mean, I think it's an okay bet. I don't think it's a great one, but I think. Yeah. I mean, he's a major winner and he's a great player. But I don't. I don't know. I think it's better bets out there. Just that. Tom, Tommy Fleetwood can't putt here. Yeah, I have a better. I have a better bet. Give me a better bet because it's not Tommy Fleetwood. <laughs> uh, here's one: Will a left-handed Will a left-handed player win? Mm. Set your price on that. I'm gonna put that price at nine to one. I think there's only a handful that are left-handed that are that are contenders, aren't there? I saw this earlier. Where where would I see this? Who's left-handed? Bubba Watson, oh, Phil Mickelson, and who else? Bubba and Phil, that's it. And Mike Weir. Phil's left-handed? Yes. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I'm that's kidding. Twitter 13 and a half to one. The hefty lefty is left-handed. It's true. Yeah. That's Jared Lorenzen. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm... It's what? What is it? 13? No, I don't know. 13 and a half to one. I think you just bet Phil instead. Yeah, well, because Bubba Watson's uh, is he could not have played better last year. Yeah, I'm not he, was, and he was not he was not good enough to get it done. So I think the field has completely passed him and his abilities. Um, when are we gonna get least. to my winner though? My my winner here. We are gonna get there right now. Uh, <laughs> sell, sell me sell sell me on Bryson DeChambeau. How right, what, simple. Sell me this pen. Sell me this pen. Oh, <laughs> so this okay. It writes really well. Okay, yeah, so. <laughs> Bryson, the, the, the Masters champions kind of follow a certain uh, a certain uh, formula, so to speak. First and foremost, is pedigree to me. You don't have a lot of random winners. Now there are also Danny, you know, Danny Willits and Chuck Lemons in there, but usually when Emelman. you look at your Masters champions, Emelman, whatever. Um, when you look at your Masters champions, you have the best golfers ever, basically, right? Yes. And so, Bryson, Bryson. At this stage in his career, is on has done has checked every single box to be included with those guys. He's won a U.S. Amateur and an NCAA. Only three guys have done that. 
excuse me, four. I just don't count one. Tiger, Jack, <laughs> Arnold, and Ryan Moore, which don't don't count Ryan Moore. But Tiger and Jack and Arnold and Ryan Moore are the only three to do the USAM NCAA double. Pretty wow. good company, right? Wow. <laughs> so it's hard to do, okay? Uh, also, he's won five times before 26, putting him in super, super elite company. Like we're talking, again, the same names, you know, the Mount Rushmore guys with Spieth and JT, DJ, you know, the, the amazing. Four wins inside this calendar year, including two at the end of the season against basically the exact same field. So it clearly has the game. And, you know, he's the kind of guy who I want to be before rather than after. And I, I, I think most people would agree that he will get a green jacket eventually. And if you're going to play this tournament at, at the number I have him at, I have him at 36 to one. If you play this tournament 36 times, I think he wins well over once <laughs> then, you know, at that number. So that's kind of my case for him. And, and I think that he hits. And the other thing I like is he hits draws with everything. And this is his third year playing in the tournament. So he's got a, He's got the course knowledge to a certain extent, and well enough to be able to be successful. The fact that he never—the uh, fact that he never finished top twenty—doesn't spook you. It doesn't really spook me because I think last year the only reason why he sucked was because he like lost strokes putting everywhere, and he clearly established how I feel about putting strokes, putting yes. stats. So yes, that doesn't bother me. He gained strokes on approach and and um, uh, off the tee, and this is only courtesy of Joe Pita, who everyone should go out and read that book because it was freaking unreal. He. Because there are no strokes gain stats for Augusta. They don't exist. He went through and literally read and like went to the telecast and like figured out all the strokes gain stats for each player, which is crazy. But anyways, it's nuts. So DeChambeau, to me, checks all the boxes, and it's only a matter of time, and I don't want to be late. I want to be early. I dig it. Um, okay. That, well, so uh, we're in agreement on the top four of the kind of the true contenders, I believe. Uh, I agree with all of your takes. You sold me on DeChambeau. I'm in. Uh, I've, you know, the fact that he has been a student of the course and, you know, two years ago when he made his debut here, the, you know, he was living and breathing it. And again, I watched like every shot. He was in one of the featured groups and it was like, oh my God, this guy is absolutely going to win one of these days. And yeah, he uh, did well in the Dubai Classic, which is uh, a good bellwether in my opinion. Weird Um, correlation. You're right. It is a weird correlation, but it's a good bellwether for whatever reason. Um, (laughs) Timing and and style of of play, who knows? But um, but yeah, DeChambeau, I'm sold on. Uh, Justin Rose, obviously my favorite. Uh, and I like your looks on now, Molinari and Kepka. Uh, we got uh, got got a little bit of uh, uh, got a little bit of coverage all over the board there. Uh, first time winner in DeChambeau potentially, uh, and uh, first time Masters winner are the other three guys who have pedigree to get it done. Freaking sweet, man! Uh, who are some other long shots that people should have their eyes open for uh, from deeper down the board? So we talk winners or Cam Smith, just guys maybe top tens. Ooh, Cam Smith! I like Cam Smith. Yeah, guys. You got Cam, Cam Smith one ten or Cam Smith. Cam Smith top twenty. I'm thinking is where my head's at. That's what I've been oh researching. God. He's got to have a great top twenty number. Let me look. Let's see. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. He's got. Yeah. He's, he's basically two and a half to one, two to one on top twenty. I think that's I'll, that will be a bet for me for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, who, who else? You let like me, I'm gonna go board. real deep. Let me go you're real well, deep. You're really welcome. Deep, so here, <laughs> thank you, man. Uh, so I get a lot of like pool questions, and as I said, one guy who I kind of like, especially in a pool, and I'm gonna probably have a top twenty on him, and he's in like those fifth or sixth 
pool brackets that everybody has where it's like nobody knows who the fuck anyone is. Right? It's like you're down there with like the like the, the Pat Kazires and like the Andrew Landry's of the world. I really, really like Hao Tong Li. Ooh. Okay. Top twenty at three to one. Okay. He's testing us, he's making up names. Oh, Hao Tong Li can get that at uh, five dimes, top twenty plus four fifty. Plus 450. There you go. Uh, here's the reason. Now, normally, I don't like Euros. I think that the European Tour is like not good, not a good tour, and they get like way too many points for the for those uh, for those events. But Otong has a 32nd in his first Masters event last year, and a open. I'm trying to open here real quick. The open. He has a third in 17 and a 39th last year. So this guy has played well in majors. Um, he just—he's an insanely good driver of the golf ball. Where, I mean, he's one of the longest guys on tour, and he's priced with guys who are just like kind of irrelevant and not not really high upside guys. It's kind of solid guys, like you know your Charles Howells and Brandon Greases. I think he could do something, be be a special player this week. I like this. Um, what do you What do you think about doing a Matsu fade then and taking Hao Tong Lee as top, top Asian at four and a half to one? Oh, that's another great Ooh. one. So Hideki has a wonderful. Oh, yeah, you're welcome. I'm just, I'm just building my card as we speak. I know he's good but, here, and I bet him top Asian last year, and he cashed. He's even money. I don't like that because I love Siwo Kim. I love Hao Tong Lee, and I love the Born Rat. I love all three of those guys. Like all I three gotta tell you, you're sleep, and you, you're sleeping on the number one bent grass specialist. <laughs> oh, here we go, Satoshi Kadaira. Uh, this is this is my favorite. This is my favorite. I was gonna save this for the end of the podcast because this is so funny. <laughs> Bitcoin guys are going crazy. Oh yeah, how many? Sat- I'm I'm looking at either ten thousand or twenty. So how many Satoshis, Satoshis you putting on him? Yeah, I'm I'm looking at like about twenty thousand Satoshis on this one matchup. Kadira, who is like I mentioned, he is uh, his strokes gained on bentgrass point seven two. His strokes gained otherwise minus 0.17. I don't even know how the hell he qualified for this tournament. I have no <laughs> he won, clue. He won last year. He won the RBC Heritage or something. I, yeah. I forget what he won. He won some <laughs> he won some tournament that got him enough points to get into this. Um he so you, you win, you get in at the end yeah. of the Yeah, he so might he might have been whatever. If you win, you just get in. Yeah. He, he, he got in on a win. And I think yeah. he might have been top 50 at the end of the year also. But whatever the case is, he's got negative strokes gained total. Uh, but on bent grass courses, he's 0.72 positive. That is the biggest swing uh, of anyone in this field. The other guys in the top five, as I'm looking here at the bent grass specialists, number three, Hao Tong Lee. He mm. is 1.17 strokes gained on bent grass compared to 0.59 otherwise so that is a that's a nice look man i like your how Lee call um is peter uline in the field because he's the uh, he's no, the number two no. bent grass special oh, it's too bad yeah i, I like peter uline it goes, it goes back a ways but um uh yeah he's so those are the guys man. those are the guys i had circled other guys in the top 20 in terms of uh of good bent grass who i kind of have circled for matchups um brooks kepka uh, he's done well on bent grass in the past. Uh, he's in the top 10. Ricky Fowler's in the top 20. Justin Rose is in the top 20. And uh, Martin Keimer, surprisingly, is in the, uh, is no, in the top do 10. Not. Do not. <laughs> I there's, there's actually an interesting I put quote. $50 no. on Martin Keimer to win last night. Uh, and, uh, to win the at, Masters? To win the Masters, yeah. 
because I was getting 2,000 to one odds at five dimes. That got voided uh, because it was supposed well, to be 200 to one reached out thousand to smash that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that got so right a funny, Actually, a funny, greedy, a funny story on Keimer, real quick. 50, 50 to win 100,000 on Keimer. Keimer <laughs> was like, sorry. Keimer was the number one. Sorry, Cameron was the number one player in the world, like going into one of his masters, and he like was completely destroyed. And he basically changed his entire game around because he only hits. He has a quote where he's like, "Yeah, I basically I, I don't know how to hit a draw, and so I had to learn how to hit a draw, and because you have to at the masters, and it basically completely wrecked his entire career. Just oh, Augusta, <laughs> and so he had never been. <laughs> So it owes him. I could have won. I could have won a hundred K man. When Martin Keimer oh, wins it, I have my ticket photo. I have a photo of my ticket still. Uh, and if Martin That's Keimer awesome. actually does win at some point and I lost out on a hundred K, I'm going to be bummed. Um, but uh, yeah, all that said, the the matchup I really liked uh, going back to Satoshi, uh, Satoshi Kadaira is uh, plus plus one fifty against Bernard Langer. Bernard Langer is obviously a uh, you know, past champion. He obviously has done well among the seniors at Augusta year in, year out over the last couple of years. Uh, I just I don't feel like this is a fair price whatsoever for a guy who is as good as he is on this type of grass. Uh, and, um, and so, yeah, give me a little, uh, give me a little Satoshi Kodaira. Um, and the, 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 the strokes I was pointing out were actually just like, uh, like guys who were especially good on bent grass compared to otherwise, especially the top, grass, top especially. uh, yeah, the top five outright performers on bent grass. Number one is Justin Rose. Number two, Ricky Fowler, number three, Rory McIlroy Four, Dustin Johnson and five Brooks Kepka. So, uh, pretty, uh, pretty solid group there. that real quick. Um, sure. the, let's see. Uh, hold, on, hold on, let's hold up my model here because my favorite play, obviously, DeChambeau, is in the last 50 rounds. Hold on, hold on, dang it, I hate this one. Okay, last 50 rounds, he's 13th in the field on Bancroft. Just saying. Nice. There we go. Just saying. And then a couple two more things. Uh, top 20s. Poulter. Top amateur. Throw it at me. Our top 20 machines. Oh, that Hoagland Poulter, guy is the Poulter monster. and who? Poulter, Poulter and, and who? Poulter and Howell, top 20. All they do is top 20. Like these guys, they're like cash cows. I've been writing them like Sea Biscuit for like a full two months on top 20s. They're insane. How so old junior? How senior? How the third, actually. CH3. <laughs> Otherwise known as Chucky Three Stick. I like that. That's a good nickname. Uh, three to one. And tell, me, tell me about Victor Hovland. Uh, Hovland. Uh, Hovland is unreal he's like the he's the second best ncaa guy in uh in the country oklahoma state they're just unreal uh golf team i don't know how he's he must have won the amateur then last year i mean i didn't see that great player i don't know if that number is like, that good though i saw barry horse put that out yeah it's only two i don't really like that number with kanaya kanaya's two and a half i don't know any of these other guys i just know hopeland hopeland's like made a bunch of cuts on this year with, with like exemptions but i don't know that i may have to look into Devin Bling. Just I like Devin Bling. Alvaro Ortiz, is he like the Mexican amateur winner? Sure. I mean, if you said that with more conviction, I would agree with you. If you wouldn't have phrased it as a question. Absolutely. I don't know. I, I believe obviously. he did win that. Uh, obviously, you don't remember watching that? I do. Um, <laughs> Come on, man. Sure, shit wasn't Devin, Devin Bling. Bling. Uh, I believe he yeah, Devin Bling won the Jersey Shore invite. <laughs> <laughs> There's one more I kind of like. Um, top 
top Englishmen. You have Rose, you have Fleetwood, you have Casey, you have Poulter, you have Fitzpatrick, but this Eddie Pepperno guy is 16 to 1. I, you know, it would take these guys completely falling off the map, but I could see Peppermill at least top, top 20. This guy's got a great game. He's also probably the best golf follow on Twitter, so maybe this is more of like a heart bet I want to make. Uh, yeah, uh, he's God. hilarious. But uh, Eddie Peppermill at 16 to 1 is top English player. That's not the worst bet you can make. Well, everyone but Rose, I have circled the fade, so I'm good with that, man. I mean, uh, oh, obviously, you okay. think Poulter. Yeah, about, yeah about, Poulter. Yeah, go ahead. I like Poulter top 20, yeah. What about pe- Peppernuts? Peppernuts. Tap debutante four to one. Oh, I swear it's oh, there it is. Uh, let's see. Who's, he, yeah, he's, he's in the mix. He's, he's in the mix with a bunch of note with a bunch of nobodies. Matt Wallace, yeah. Lucas, B- Kevin Mitchell, because he Keith Mitchell, really well. Aaron Wise, Keith, Kevin. I said yeah. Kevin Mitchell, <laughs> Keith, Mitchell. Keith Mitchell. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. No, I, I like no one knows. No one knows. Yeah, no one knows. Well, you could unless unless you grew up in the Bay Area and you saw the one-handed catch that Kevin Mitchell made, but. I saw a tweet about Kevin Mitchell today that made me laugh. I think it was Pat Mayo. He was basically like Dunbar from the challenge is now living life as Kevin Mitchell because they were like they, he was an absolute doppelganger for Dunbar from the challenge. Mayo, that is Back a great follow up right there. That yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's get into some of the other fun ones. Andy, you got any other looks you want to you, – who's your official pick to go on record to your streak is still intact? 45 to 1, you hit Patrick Reed. You came out of the fucking woodwork with that. No one else in, that I knew or followed or talked to was was feeling Patrick Reedy last weekend. And I honestly, I did my damnedest to try to mush him all weekend uh, to stop you from winning that bet. And I just couldn't make it happen. So who, who do you like this year? Well, I mean, he did his best too on Sunday. Jesus <laughs> started hitting stuff all over the all over the goddamn course. Oh, Who's your official nice pick? Who are you pulling for? I, who are you riding the hardest for? Man, I really do want to see, like, I want to see Kepka win. But the Good official pick, Cooch. Cooch, just go another forty-five to one. Oh my gosh, forty-five to one. So you're going back to back forty five to one winners for the Masters, huh? All right, man. Forty five to one is a pretty easy. good number for a guy named for a guy like that. that is, uh, you think Karma is not going to get the better and, of him? If and he's that's not an official pick. The card card yeah. comes out later this week. Okay, that's not the official. <laughs> I don't. I mean, Kuchar's no, Kucher, got a karma problem with uh, how things went down with the caddy and the one of any one this year. So I, I don't know if I'm feeling like uh, Kuchar's going to karma's not going to get the better of him if he's in contention. Uh, oh, but we'll. That's a good price, though. He's playing really forty-five well. to one is a pretty good price. He and he does he does very well here. He, he is oh, quite quite good here. One thing I have to mention, I have to mention, this guy has had or been close to the first round beat in at Augusta multiple times. Charlie Hoffman. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is Him amazing out of the gate. Yeah, there he is. Hey, he can is, I ask you a question oh, about first round this. leader? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, circle somebody who tees off in the afternoon on Thursday for that? Because I, I know You're typically gonna have to you want to be early. I know typically it's like somebody who's just playing loose and fancy free and just runs out early, but this course, doesn't it set up well for, for afternoon players? You know, uh, it, it's, whole, it's whole weather dependent. And just uh, real quick, they have Hoffman at 33-1 to 1 the first round lead. That's insane. They must, I mean, they must have bread and butter. <laughs> That's all he could do. <laughs> no, no you know, do. the thing about the first round, yeah, no, and you're right. Uh, n- normally, normally in tournaments, I actually look for early players in first rounds because uh, the course tends to be a little softer uh, than normal. 
But I can go over the first-round leaders recently. Um, Hoffman went out in group 27, which is late. Spieth went out early. Spieth went out late. So Spieth had it twice. That's pretty impressive. Haas uh, uh, in 2014 went out at the 14th group. You have the 26th group and the, tw- and the ninth group. I mean, it's kind of all over. Oh, it's all over. Okay. You don't yeah, want to be don't like in the first, second, or third. You don't want to be super early, but it doesn't matter if you are before lunch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I think I think you just yeah. I think I don't know the it, the thing about the, I guess the, the Masters that people don't realize it. It's a very small field compared to our real event. Right. So you don't have the drastic differences in AM PM waves that you do with a full 140 people. So sure. yeah, I mean you don't yeah you don't really get that that variance that. that happens when you can take advantage of some weather situations with, with the i love AM. i love the smaller field i love it i wish every golf no, swim had this this type of field um okay well uh that's all worthy uh worthy looks let's talk about some of these other fun ones uh i right. I, I kind of was feeling like uh uh and you know obviously give a little plug i listened to the for profit oh, podcast hello. uh all <laughs> I listen to it regularly. Uh, I love, you know, love, love what you guys are doing. You and your pod Thank buddy, you. Haven Brown. So Haven Brown. Great work. Um, the, um, I was, and I kind of agreed with your take, which was, we're not going to see a double digit, uh, under par win this year, uh, for a lot of reasons, most notably the win being looking like it's going to be up on most of the day, Thursday, some of the day, Friday, and then potentially even on Sunday. Um, Honestly, does, well, Sunday looks yeah. like it's going to be a nightmare. Yeah. It kind of does. Doesn't it? Do you think they yeah, even the get, way, the, the, way, they even get right. the whole final round in? They will I'm because c- you got, it's 70, it's 70 guys. So it's like, they'll, they'll figure it out, but it's looking like Sunday could be like windy and rainy and like shit basically. So basically, if you don't have a share of the lead or close to it on Saturday night, you are in deep trouble. Yeah, it's going to be tough to make up ground. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, final score over under uh, is set extremely low. Uh, this is a 288 par, 72 whole course, uh, which means, what is the number again? 274 and a half is what the Westgate hung? 74 and a half. Uh, Westgate hung that. 275 and a half. Is that fourteen and a half under par? Is there a pot? Is there a That's chance insane. in the universe that uh, that the winner has minus fifteen or lower? You know the problem is is that the first couple days it looks like the scoring. Excuse me, Thursday and Saturday. Saturday looks like they could just maybe like nuke, we're talking nuke, just nuke the yeah. course. Okay, yeah, right. And so it's it, it just it matters on the weather is just such a big deal. And so the, the, the Thursday, low, low winds, soft golf course. Friday, it's going to be windy, so difficult. Saturday looks like it's just, I mean, moving day. You're going to see some weird shit, I think, on Saturday. And then Sunday, it looks like it could just be seven. So I, I think that's a little high, considering, like, the lowest ever is, like, 18. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't, I don't think those conditions exist. So I – and I even said on, my, on the podcast this week that I was looking at – Anywhere between like six, seven, eight, nine under, based on the weather. Um, but man, it changes so fast, and I'm no meteorologist, so it's a hard bet to make. But if it was 14, I would be very confident in under. What about lowest single round under? What is the number? Yeah, I was gonna, I was but, gonna but, say but you'll probably see a, over. you'll see a 63, 64, but Saturday, maybe not a minus 10 to win it. Yeah, Saturday, I think someone's gonna go. Low, 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 low. It looks like There's, it's just no wind, perfect conditions on a wet course, which is just like breeding ground for, you know, a 63, 64. Dude, 
Can you, that so basically under lowest round sixty four and a half and over wings course two seventy four and a half seems like you could hit both of those and you could but that's also mm. kind of a to, to say that you could see where it might not just be a, it might be a no bet on the on the lowest score because if they just kill Saturday and they've 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 had good draws on the first two days they might be able to just hold on for dear life on the on that someday for you know below what that fourteen seems insane but yeah. Yeah, I like it. Okay, okay, I got, the, I got, I actually have the with the forecast right here. So, uh, ten to fifteen uh, mile an hour on Thursday, not really that big of an issue. Gusting up to twenty twenty five on Friday, Saturday zero, like nothing, and then Sunday's tricky, sixty percent chance of thunderstorms, gusting up to thirty miles an hour on Sunday, which is just it's a nightmare for golfers. Like that, that is. I mean, you've seen British Opens where it's like blowing and they don't have any clue what the hell to do. Well, try Augusta and the greens and all that good stuff. It's not a good situation. Mm. Oh, boy. So I like the under, but that Saturday. The thing is, you know what? It would be funny to, to place that bet because you're basically Saturday. You're just like, well, we got one day to hit this uh, single round under, and you're paying attention all day to that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Well, speaking of, hole-in-one, yes? Is the, the juice on this is getting ludicrous. <laughs> The juice on this. Used to be what? It was minus one forty-five last year. It was minus one forty-five last year. It's come down. They're teasing me. They're saying maybe it's a two-unit play this year, Andy. Maybe hit <laughs> well, it again. Andy, maybe, hit maybe it again. go all in. But yeah, yeah. I, obviously. Hole in one. Yes, is one forty minus one forty minus one forty. One forty auto bet. Auto bet, huh? Wow. Okay. I bet. It, yeah, that's a lot. Has it one seventy-five? It makes the card. Oh, is there a little scalp Looks there? Like is there a little, a... Uh, little scalpy scalp? No. What's, what's no? What's no at Bovada? Uh, 135, obviously. I mean, real juicy. <laughs> oh, a lot okay. of big in that one. Yeah, not, quite that scalp. not quite scalp. <laughs> not quite. Not quite. All right. Um, Mine's 140. That's a great bet. I love that bet. Okay. If you're thinking Wait, this is going to be... If you're thinking this is going to be not as high scoring a Masters, does that mean that there is potentially some value in Playoff, yes, plus two ninety. Players are kind of bunched, kind of bunched. If, if they're bunched around on Sunday and no one's scoring and everyone's just holding on for dear life, we think we see a playoff. Gosh, I think Sunday could be bedlam, and I, that definitely lends itself to to you know everyone right around that plus six or minus six to minus nine number and just kind of <laughs> trying to make pars basically, which is great for playoff. I mean, three hundred. I don't even remember the last playoff at the Masters. It was I mean, uh, Rose, and, Rose and Garcia, right? I, they didn't go to a playoff, did they? I think they did. I think they went, They had played the 18th oh, again, if I remember shit. right. They doubled yeah, the 18th. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. That is right. Yeah. So before that, it was oh my like God. Scott. Before that, it was like Bubba and Ustazen. And then before that, maybe oh, and Scott, Scott and Cabrera. Right? I think we have a pretty decent wow. amount of playoffs in my recent memory. I think like it memory. Right. Well, yeah. every three times. I have, I have three. All right, a couple oh, things, guys. Cut. Whoa, whoa, hard timeout. Hard timeout. So back to Kucher. I think there's some arbitrage value here. You can <laughs> on Bet Online. You can bet the caddy's cut of the winner's purse over or under ten percent. And I'm not joking. <laughs> that, is a, that, is, that is a bet. It says must be public knowledge. And then also they have hole in one at minus one twenty five, which I just bet. Okay. Case, so the best um, price. Who has that? Bet online. In case you're gonna let me. Bet online. Okay. Yeah, well, well, I'm still not but yeah, that is the best one. 
There's your scalp. It's, it's, it's closing in on the drone strike. Actually, the under the, last year, the biggest bet was the under 65 and a half. I, I played the under 65 and a half instead of under 64 and a half. And I, I mean, I played it at like minus 200 and I pissed, pounded it. And it was a little nervy because people were, people were just pissing it away on the 17th and 18th. This. I remember like, Repeated, really well. repeatedly, repeatedly pissing it away. Oh I my god, I was dying. I always I I got there, though, right? a bunch of times about that. Like, hey, yes, this guy's on a couple guys putting for there. this guy's putting for sixty four. Oh, he's uh, oh my god. It was, probably, there was a lot of yeah, yeah. Oh, There's so many coverage is so bad that they don't show anything. So it's like you don't yeah. you, you're watching on Stat Tracker. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean the app, the app and the and the online stuff is uh, so much better than the television coverage. I don't even know why I, you oh, know, anyone bothers to the broadcast because it's horrible. But um, but yeah, the uh, if you're jumping around from featured groups to Amen Corner to 15 and 16 oh, yeah. on the on the app, you're living a very very good life. That's that Thursday Friday. No it's doubt. so fun. And it the, is so fun. And the old guys who watch the tournament have no chance. <laughs> Yes, that's right. I can't wait, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't wait to just like try to find some rules violations and call them in. Oh my god, it's gonna be such a great day. It's gonna be so fun. Uh, <laughs> I'm not that guy, by the way. I'm being sarcastic. I got one, one more fun one. Highest, highest 18 hole score, 84. Oh my god, where'd you get that? That's again bet online. I'm looking at props everywhere. 84 and a half. Highest 84. The God, sub, and the, so the, the over, the over is plus money. Really? That I might be worth a little research. That might be worth a peek. Eighty-five. Yeah. I'm gonna go do a little 80, research. Eighty-five on that one. is thirteen over in one round, huh? So you got a bogey. That's pretty bad. Or double bogey. At least. I would wonder what that was. So. I think last year is gonna have very similar scoring. It's not maybe a little less this year. So I mean, if you could find that from last year, I think that that would be. That seems like a, that seems like it's low. I mean, you have amateurs out there playing the, and like yeah. mid amps guys who are just not very good. You got Sergio I mean, Garcia good. playing the fifteenth hole and hitting it, you know, thirteen <laughs> over. So you could get it on one guy with one. Hole. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, and then a couple more fun ones. Um, will there be? Um, will someone shoot a ten on a hole or not? Over and under exactly, nine strokes on exactly or over nine. Well, no, no, no. Like over, it says over nine strokes, under nine strokes. I'm guessing nine's a push. Hmm. Nine's a push. Then. Will there be someone that shoots the ten? Nine's a push. Apparently, one fifteen either way. Um, <laughs> new course record sixty two or lower is fourteen to one. Here's one I probably will bet. Um, because I, I agree with uh, JD there about maybe not it's not somebody going ultra low, but I think there's enough guys that will finish in like the minus four to minus ten, uh, over yeah. seventeen and a half players under par. I love oh it. wow! Oh wow! That's the juice on the over. That seems yeah, like plus one ten on that. Yeah, wow. plus one ten on the over. Wow. Yeah, I like wow. that. I'm gonna have to do a little research on that. Oh, interesting. That's a good Dude, one. Interesting. There's like the one year that Zach Johnson won is like the only year in my adult life I can yeah, remember that, that that was even a close call. But the weather was a nightmare. Back it was. A, it was like it was windy and rainy. That was the. Time. That was yeah. the worst. Yeah, that was the worst was one scary. I can remember. I'll yeah. tell you one I like seeing is Sergio, former winner. Sergio's eleven to one. I think that's a great number on him. I like him to win this thing, but he, I mean, former winner, eleven to one. He's only got beat like you know. A couple guys that are actually even remotely possible for this. Oh, oh wait, you mean like uh, like the top 
The top the, former winner. The, the top former winner, Sergio, is 11 to 1. That's Reed, Scott, really Phil, Bubba, Speed, and Woods are the only guys ahead of him. I hate Speed. Phil, whatever. I don't know. Scott's, I, I bet Scott, he's, he's fine, but like 11 to 1? Like, that seems like a wrong, wrong number to me. That does, man. That does. How many people? How many people do you think finished under? How many people do you think finished under par last year? Uh, eighteen. Gotta be, yeah, twenty. Twenty-seven. Oh my god! God. That's a great bet. Conditions weren't even that good last year. There were some. There were some tough times. I feel like. Yeah. No. The year before that, it was only. The year before that, it was only fifteen. I'm I'm doing a little digging around. But you have to look at the weather. Go back to the weather in those. It's just weather based, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, oh yeah, because the like the the Willet the Willet year, um, that was, that was like six yeah. guys. Yeah, that you was ruined, that you was ruined my entire year. year. Yeah, that was awful, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> yeah, inexcusable. And I just that was like that was like the best. Oh, that was the best jacket presentation ever, though. Why is that? Is there like cringe. Andy? Andy, do you see any uh, any prop for uh, yes or no on first time slam winner or first time uh, major winner? Oh, I saw that. I'm gonna try to find it. Wonder what that number is. I'm just seeing. I'm just seeing rookie. No, yeah, that's not like that right now. We'll, we'll poke around for that. So. Okay. All right. Well, let's wrap this up. This was a ton of fun. Great job, guys. We'll uh, we'll get this up for people so they can get into the swing of things once the national title game is over and they can uh, they can really sink their teeth into handicapping the Masters. Oh, what's going which, on uh, with that right now, by the way? <laughs> who knows? Who cares? <laughs> UVA. Hopefully, UVA is winning, but I really have no fucking. Oh, they're they're, they're up. They're up seven. Forty to thirty-one. <laughs> Looks like as up seven as, with uh... yeah. First half okay, went good. over or under. It did go over. There was a flurry. It was like there was like twelve points after like half the. It was bad, dude. I'm so. It ended up picking up the overhead. Yeah. The live total is one twenty four and a half. So this game is going over. We have a lot of friends on the over. So I hope they hit that. Um, I'm so over college basketball. I'm so ready for that. Let's let's get this tournament going. Good. Good. Uh, Love it. Yeah, you have fifteen minutes left of it. Good <laughs> I'm I'm out I'm 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 out of interest at exactly the right time. Um, all right, guys, great job. We'll uh, we'll circle back around. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. And, thanks uh, for coming on. And, yeah, talking yeah. golf. Keep, keep up, keep up the great. Yeah, keep up the great work on the Four Profit Podcast. Check that yes, out sir. wherever you get wherever your podcasts are sold. You can find this for the low low price of zero dollars at <laughs> iTunes and uh, SoundCloud and and anywhere you else. Downloads. Don't even have to listen yeah. to download. <laughs> yeah, that's right, man. And like I said, like I, honestly, like I listened to your players' championship one. I learned a shitload, like about cool. handicapping golf and process, just like by listening to you guys and the angles you were attacking and stuff. Uh, so it's very cool. well worth watching. Check out uh, where can people find you on Twitter and and what what can uh, I expect from you this uh, this Masters? Yeah, so at uh, Jmaz JD. I started a little medium uh, writing thing that's just I just kind of like it's not edited. I just throw it up there. Uh, so I'm actually working on breaking down every player from Rory to Reed and everyone in between. Um, just a, a little flip. So every week I, I try to do a write-up and then obviously the, the podcast happens once a week. Uh, and all, always open for DMs and questions. I get a lot of cool DMs on different pools and stuff like that. I love that stuff. So uh, JMAS JD and listen to For Profit.
I love it. Best of luck this majors and uh, and fellas. Can't wait, guys. Enjoy, enjoy. We only get this uh, once a year. It's a tradition. Best weekend of the year. <laughs> spend it with your spend it with your friends, and yes, uh, right, and pour a nice Arnold Palmer. Spike it with a little uh, <laughs> bourbon or vodka or whatever your pleasure. Now it's a John Daly. Now it's a John Daly. Exactly. Yeah, it's you, called you a John Daly. Yeah. 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 Okay. Hey, you guys. Guys, have fun. That was a ton of fun. I'm super, super fired up for this. And uh, let's go, Justin Rose. And if not Rose, DeChambeau. And if not DeChambeau, Kepka. And if not Kepka, who was the last guy? Molinari. That's right. Okay. All right, guys. Satoshi. Right, Thank you, guys. Satoshi. Yeah. I'm gonna have some Satoshi. <laughs> Satoshi. Best, best play on the board by Love far. It. Satoshi over, over Larry. All right. <laughs> Peace, guys. All right. Best of luck, guys. Bye.